This, 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 this is mythical. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Red. And I'm Link this week at the round table of dim lighting. Uh, we got to respond to some voicemails that have been sent our way. They've been building up. Uh, yeah. Um, there's There's some disagreements with things that you said. And we and listen, I can take it. I can take it. I don't know if there's any disagreements or anything I've said. And um Well we we uh we screen those for you to protect your self image. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I just came from the dentist. Thanks for noticing. Oh what, how how deep did he go? I it, there was some scraping but back of the throat. Everything was fine. All the way back around the wisdom teeth. Just a cleaning. Yep. He tells me the same thing every time, you know. Um only 5% of the population uh, still has their wisdom teeth. And you're in, the, you're, in, you're in the lucky minority. You need to say, you tell this to me 100% of the time that I come yeah. here. Yeah, it makes me feel special. <laughs> like I'm in the 95th percentile. Do you get a good report? I get a good report. No cavities, no... Uh, but is he like, uh, you, is he, he asks like skeptical questions like, you, you flossing every day? Like, no. Do we go to the same guy? The guy in the house? Mm. Do you go into like a bungalow to get your teeth cleaned? You would know it if you did. You like have to drive through the, to the back and park no. and then. I'm about to say, I don't, it is a little bit of like, like a, a remodel a, a, a duplexy room. kind of thing, but. No, this is a, this is like a cottage. We used it's to go to the same dentist room. and then we both left to go to a new dentist and I went to the dentist that my kids had been going to. Yeah, we parted ways. Because I have a small mouth the size of a child. So, so it's easy for them to kind of keep up. They don't have to do too much switching with the equipment and stuff. But listen to what happened to me, because I was kind of embarrassed by this. Oh. I get the good report, you know. I, I, I get up, my teeth are nice and pearly, and I leave, and I go to the checkout to schedule my next appointment six months from now. And the woman behind the glass is... is um you know, ringing me out. Well, I got out my phone and we scheduled- That's the proper term. We scheduled the appointment for six months from now. And she says, and you have an outstanding balance. Um, Christy and Lando, their health insurance went through, but you still have to pay, I don't know, 50 some dollars. And I was like, okay. And then I reached down mm. and I had my phone and I pulled out my wallet and I set it on the counter hmm. uh, behind her and her like screen and um, she wasn't ready to take the card. I don't really remember what happened. The next thing I remember- I have no idea what you're about to say. <laughs> you could go so many ways yeah. at this juncture. Next thing I remember, um, I'm on my phone reading a message. Like all these messages started coming in and I'm reading a message, and it's a long message. You got it too. 
I'm like reading, I'm like, okay, business mode. I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. And at a certain point, it just occurs to me that I've been standing here reading my phone for who knows how long. You got lost. You got lost. I, I just I just I was just standing there doing work on my phone. And then I like look up and I look over the glass at the woman and she's faced completely away from me on another computer just doing all the work. And then I look over to the right and there's a sign right there that says, would you please not use your cell phone, refrain from using your cell phone while in, in the, the dentist office. At the dentist office, in the line here. And so apparently this sign went up because I'm not the only one who gets on their phone. She could have put the sign up while you were doing your work though. We don't know. Yeah, I, you don't know how long you were in under. In the 20 minutes that I was She's standing there. She's like, I'm gonna there, put this sign up. I'm gonna nail it to the wall. I'm gonna turn around up. and start doing another job. Cause I looked up, I was like, I kind of came to and I was like, uh, Wow, I've been. I'm still here. I've been standing here a long time, and now she's working on something else. And I'm just then I'm just kind of like looking at her, looking at the sign, looking at the back of her head now. Right. And I just feel like I didn't have the right to Did say you make like a clicking sound. Um, excuse me, I'm ready whenever you are. I didn't say anything. You I just, just walked out. I just stood there embarrassed, and then she finally turned around, and I picked up the card. The card was on the counter, but it was, and my wallet was on the counter, but it was behind her screen, and I don't think she could see it. So what I, in my defense, what I thought was I took the card out and then she, I was waiting for her to- Grab it? To ask for it, oh. to take it. And then when she didn't, I don't know how I got on my phone, but there I was <laughs> on my phone forever. And uh, so she turned around, I held up the card, and she said, okay, thank you. And then she- um, Finally. Yeah, I she didn't make eye contact with me, and I think she was kind of over me. Well, what else did you do? Uh, I signed the receipt, and then no. What else did you do to make her get over you before? I think that was it. Just being on my phone for okay a really long time. I thought you were going to say, well, before that, let me tell you what I did. I was like, oh, okay, no. But I so I was embarrassed that the sign was there, and but she had adopted this thing. It's like, hey, if you're going to be on your phone working or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna go about the rest of my business. I'm not gonna sit here and wait for you to get off your phone. It's a smart policy. So it's kind of, I don't know, it felt a little passive aggressive, but at least it wasn't aggressive. It was mostly like, just passive. Excuse passive. me. And it, I was embarrassed, but nobody really lost. There was nobody behind me in line. You got a little work done? I got a little work done, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> standing there right in front of someone else getting work done. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think you job well done. Okay, good. But now, if there was somebody behind, I felt you, guilty about would, it. I feel very different. I felt this. really stupid about it the whole way in. You know, it's like because I, I don't want to. Obviously, they care about it. They put the signs up. That's a strong. It's a big move. It's a big move to put the sign up. I don't know if I've seen a. I, I don't know if my dentist has a sign. Well, when you pull out your phone to do anything, then you're in this danger zone of getting sucked in for everything. And I, I pulled out my phone to do the scheduling, and I think that's what happens to people, and she just got tired mm. of it. She was like, you know what? Instead of sitting there waiting or glaring or like clearing my throat or saying, um, I'm ready when you are, or excuse me, or trying to be polite to someone who, in her opinion, is probably being rude, 
She just said, you know what? I have some clarity here. I can just go about my work. You might be on a list now, though. I will say that. I know. It's what, they're gonna, <laughs> next time I go in there, there's going to be a picture of me, like, printed off. You know yeah. how they'll do that for shoplifters? Yep. Have you seen this man? I'm the phone lifter. <laughs> this man will work for 20 minutes, oblivious to the fact that this is not his office. <laughs> I really I really feel like an idiot. I've got to go in in two weeks. A very... So... Clean teeth, idiot. I'll, I'll be on a. I'll be on the lookout. See if my dentist has a sign. Yeah, man. And if they don't, I'll ask him why. And I might have to. I might have to fake. What I'm gonna do if they don't have a what sign? What you going to do? Is I'm gonna have my phone, and when they when I'm checking out, I'm gonna take my wallet out. I'm gonna put it on the counter, and then I'm gonna get on my phone, and I'm gonna wait to see what happens in my dentist. Good. And then if they say, "Excuse me, sir." Sir, first I'm going to ignore them because I have oh, to. Let wow. it, I have to let it sit in a little bit. Set in. You're trying to. You're trying to motivate them to make a sign, right? And then if they say, "Excuse me, sir," I'll be like, "I heard you the first time, <laughs> and I was just doing this to let you consider what it would be like if I had not done this on purpose as a as an illustration." What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, you do that. My best friends, Dennis, they have a sign that says. Do not be on your phone back here, or something probably yeah. worded better than that. And I think maybe y'all should consider that because it, how did that feel? Oh, <laughs> not great, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're doing them a big favor. <laughs> yeah, let me know how it goes. Okay, I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> I don't get a great report. I want to say I'm not excited about going to the dentist because I went. You explain this. You've been to the dentist. You explain this. Very fresh. Yes, I, told I uh, you that. I'm I'm ashamed to say that for many many years, no floss at all, and all, except for when I went to the dentist. Yeah. Also, for many many years, I didn't even brush my teeth at night. <laughs> I brushed my teeth in the morning, and you know what? Every time I went to the dentist, they were like, "Great, no cavities," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I got like my dad's teeth." Okay. Who he is in a in a in a jar. He's yeah. He's he's never had a cavity. <laughs> I think he's had one cavity, and he's like you know seventy six years old or whatever. And so, then something changed, and it I think it and it was pre pandemic, because a lot of people who went back to the dentist after the pandemic had like build up, you know, because they hadn't had a professional cleaning in like a year and a half or something. I remember you. I remember you mentioning this. But I went. There was a turn, for and you. they were like. Uh, you, you've got a lot of buildup, and you need to come back every four months. And so then I was like, right. hold on, I was like, I've never been chastised at the dentist, and I'm like, okay. And so I became little dental boy, and I am fully committed. Is there a logo for that? I'm working on it. Tote bags? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I floss without fail every single night. What? Every single night, I brush shame my teeth with an electric toothbrush. Effective. Well, it's not just shame. It's the fact that they were like, you got to come back every four months. And I would go back after four months. And they were like, some people just have a, a, oh, a uh, no better. like a chemistry in their saliva that causes more buildup. Mm. You got your dad's teeth, but you your mom's saliva. And I was like, but how did the, I don't, what, what switched? Because I like, I eat better. I take much better care of myself than I did 10 years ago. And then they're like scaring me because they're like, you know that uh, you're much more likely to have heart plaque if you have teeth plaque. Like if you have a plaque problem with your teeth, you're more likely to have a 
plaque problem with your heart. You don't need to tell somebody a hypochondriac. It's yeah, they're messing with your brain, man. So anyway. So you've been all in on flossing for years now? I'd say since I went back to the dentist post-COVID. Yeah. So we're probably talking like two to 18 months. Or what are the results? The results are, they're like, well, I'm glad you're coming every four months when I, when I show up. And so this one that well, I'm no, about to do. Well, no, but are they seeing an improvement? Uh, they're, no, no, they're not like, oh, gosh, we need to do something different. They're just like, you need to keep coming four month, every four months. And I'm like, man. So, so your flossing isn't helping? Uh, no, I think that it would be worse if I wasn't doing it. But I, this one I'm about to go to in maybe two not. weeks. Maybe is, it's not. Maybe it's pointless. Well, in two weeks, it'll be... I missed the four month, so it'll be like six months. You worried? When I look at my teeth, I'm like, I don't see anything. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like like behind the teeth, you know. And uh, I don't when, know. When you're done eating, do you like use your tongue to see if there's any food in the back of your behind your teeth? Sometimes I floss after I eat and brush after I eat because I've gotten so turned. Oh. Onto this particular issue. Don't worry about it, man. But basically, they're, they're like, "Yeah, your gums are healthy, but this could cause this could cause issues." And I'm like, "Well, what are you? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to have a dentist on like on retainer?" Is that a pun? <laughs> Is that a weird? It became a pun. That, that actually really started. It. I had a you know, I had a permanent retainer in the back of my teeth, bottom teeth. And I was like, I don't need this anymore. And I asked the de- previous dentist, two previous dentists, back when we were over on the other side of town. Okay. I was like, can we just take this out? He was like, yeah, you can take <laughs> it out. Your teeth will probably shift. And look what happened to my bottom teeth. I shouldn't have done it. But it was causing worse buildup. But now my teeth Nobody are Nobody sees crooked. your teeth, Brett. I know, but like, if they see any, they see the bottom. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. I don't really think about it. I'm just saying that, like, it's fine. If dude. you've got You're a worrying too retainer, much. don't take it out. You're worrying too much. Yeah, dude. but what are he's talking about? The hard stuff, though. I, How's the plaque getting from the teeth to the trigger, heart? He's triggered your health anxiety. Well, I wasn't thinking about it, and you started talking. I, I literally I, wasn't so now I think about it, it until two weeks from now. Well, listen. And now you're talking about the dentist and your sign. I should have just gotten on my phone for that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That would have been funny. I just realized you were talking. Oh, I'm doing work over here. Um. We're going to listen to one of your voicemails. We do want to draw your attention to something that neither of us are currently wearing, but I'm going to hold it. Okay. I have worn it. It's very comfortable. It is the, uh, what are we calling this officially? This is the- uh, Let's talk about that color-blocking sweatsuit, sweatshirt, hoodie, and uh, where are the pants? Do you have the pants? Um, the pants the are pants, color blocked like the sh- like the- Yeah, the pants are like, the each leg is a different color. Like one is this color and one is this color. And it's in- it's 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 got the embroidered. Let's talk about that. It's on a the, very very soft on the bridges. Very very stylish. Three different greens. Get you some. How of many that. greens can you have? Mythical.com. Get you some of that. Look at that. A slightly greener hood. All right. Let's hear this voicemail. Let's get into it. Hi. This is Emily. Um, I have a bone to pick with you guys. You guys say that pomegranates are not a good fruit and that and no one likes them. Those that is my favorite fruit. The whole process is awesome. Even even getting the seeds out. 
I just sit there and watch a video or a movie or you guys and just peel my pomegranate and at the end of that video I have an awesome treat to eat. That whole process is good. It's like knitting. It's it's mindless. It's awesome. It's it's relaxing. Um, so you don't go dissing pomegranates because pomegranates is my favorite fruit and it is some people's favorite fruit. So just saying, don't go dissing pomegranates. <laughs> I didn't diss pomegranates. It was it was no. It was I think just it you. was. I think it was you. It wasn't. If me I recall at all. correctly, you're the one. You. You're the one who said that they were a horrible fruit. I'm the one who has them. It's a it's a great fruit. Um. Okay, let me think so about you this, go. Emily. You've um, been set straight. You're so. watching You're watching us or yes. a movie. Uh-huh. And you're fiddling with your fruit. You're fiddling with your pomegranate. Yeah. Um, it's like knitting, but the opposite. It's like unknitting a fruit. And then you have like a pile of deep red jewels to chew on. It burst in your mouth. I will say once the hey, listen. Once the fruit has been presented, the fruit oh, is you magical. Will? I, I, as I said before, the fruit is magical. The process is so, it. It slows you down. It's another way. That's my. Pro, that's the problem with it. It. You can do something with your hands that's not your phone. I now I'm I'm totally on this. My not putting my phone in my hand anymore. Like you don't grab it? your phone. Grab a pomegranate. You're gonna put it on a string. That hangs off from a helmet. Keep it in my pocket. How are you gonna how are you gonna see what's on it? I'm not. I'm going to unknit a pomegranate. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hat. That's a much better use of time. It you I'm need gonna to work get a on hat that has dexterity. A, has man. a flap that has my phone that hangs behind my head. And when I wanna see what's on my phone, I flip my head forward and it falls in front of me and I do my business and then I flip it back so I never touch it. It could be on the brim, voice of, brim of a hat. Yeah. Yeah, that could all it could fall right? down. And, and it, it could, could just fall down the screen. The flop phone. I think the reason that I don't relate. It's not a flip phone. You know, I respect you, Emily. I respect, uh, you know, everyone's preferences or your, their preferences. Uh, I think maybe because I am not a, uh, I don't approach food with patience. The idea of working. Now, what I will do, I will cook food. I will cook, I will put a lot of labor into preparing food. And there is a payoff. So maybe that's how thing. I would relate to this. But once the food is in hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want to hold food, a fruit but not be able to eat. The it. food is in mouth very quickly. You know, chocolate milk. I'm like a I'm like the Maserati of milk drinkers, chocolate <laughs> milk drinkers, like, you know, zero to gone in 2.1 seconds. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Maserati. You milk. cannot you cannot put a glass of chocolate milk in front of me and expect me to savor it. And listen, if you like to savor it, great for you. I'm just saying I don't have that ability, right? I, I like the idea of using Maserati as a verb. Try that. I'm Maserati milk like well, it's a. I said I was Monday. the Maserati of milk. But I like. But the milk Maserati. No, but say, but try on it, using it as a verb. Um, I Maserati that milk last night. That's pretty great. I mean, that. Maybe I'm a Bugatti. Isn't that even faster? I think the world's fastest car is a Bugatti. What's something that starts with Bugatti. a ch, with a ch, ch, what's a but a M ch, Chevy? I'm the Chevy of chocolate milk. What's something that starts with a ch, Chevy? What's a car that it's goes called, fast that starts with a ch sound? It's pronounced Chevy. I know. I was trying to make it work. <laughs> what you got? I got a, me a new Chevy. I got a new Chevy. Yeah, but they sure, don't. Sure, I think it's pronounced Chevy. Well, it ain't a S. 
It's a CH. Last time I saw that, I it think was Chevy. Anytime you're going to do something fast, you're going to find a fast car that starts with the same letter. So if it's milk, you're going to Maserati that milk. But if it's bread, you're going to Bugatti that bread. Okay. I was trying to find the chocolate part because I don't drink milk milk uh, real fast. I'm going to Chevy that chocolate. Yeah, let me see. We were already there. I'm going to chocolate. Cho- I'm going to Chorvette that. <laughs> I'm going to Chorvette that chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sho- Chevelle. I'm gonna Chevelle. I don't know how fast the Chevelle. I'm is. gonna. Ch- I'm gonna Trishler. I'm gonna Trishler that chocolate milk. I found it. That's it, Trishler. But it's not a, a Chrysler's not. But it fast. is ch. Uh, yeah, I bet it's you. Got to be find a sports car. Somebody out there, like a, somebody out out there has a really fast. You got, I Chrysler. think you have to start with the sports car. What is like, the fastest a, Chrysler in the world? Do they make Chrysler anymore? My dad was oh, so big on Chrysler yeah, for Chrysler. so long. Yeah, so big. I mean, Chrysler's, man, Chryslers are great of a if you're of a certain age. They're but there is a horribly made car. I mean, we had and Dodge was you know Dodge was the like dodgy uh, offshoot of Chrysler. Okay, and so and you we, had those. We too. had the Dodge Dynasty, the second your, Dodge Dynasty, and the Dodge Intrepid. Your dad was very consistent in not having cavities, but also buying from the same dealership, Coast Motor for, Company for. Decades. Coast Motor Company, like over there next to where your aunt used to live. Oh, yeah. And uh, he had a relationship, you know, like a, he, he it was just, he was his, his car guy. Mm-hmm. He always got used cars that had like, they were a couple years old, like couple, like one to two years off the model year that we were in. Okay. And I remember that Dodge Intrepid, man. When that thing came that's out. That's what I drove in college. What year was that? 96. So your dad drove an Intrepid. Yeah. That was a that was like it was like a spaceship. For like man. basic Harnett County, that was a badass hey, sedan. That was a fast looking car. It it was spaceship like. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like a it was like a 1997, 1998. No, 1995. I think it was a, it was a 96 Intrepid. Wasn't okay. it? Okay. Yeah. And because it came out in '95, a '96 Intrepid is—it's like a—it's like if Tesla had a '96 car. That's what it. I would love like. to see one right now. I could probably look one up on. They're all now. dead. They're all off market. Because is it like? It looks I'm so Intrepid that. In what's the food that starts with? The sound, the end sound. Insalada. <laughs> <laughs> Ensalada? I'm going to intrepid that ensalada. Uh, dude, it was so not as cool looking as I remember. There was the one that you had right there. What was it? The gray I one. Over here, at least. It was big. It's, it's. It mm. almost gets into like Crown Vic sort of shaping, but like it stops short of a Crown Vic. Yeah, it's not as great as I remember it. It looks like a bullet, man. Oh, the back. That's the best part. You remember the back? It kind of looked like an electric car in the back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Like decades before an electric car. I loved that car. The Intrepid. That's a Dodge. The only electric car completely powered by gas. <laughs> I think that was their selling point. So, Emily. Welcome to the future. Uh, You know, listen. Apology accepted? Is that? 
Is that uh, where we're going with this? I just think it's all about what you're willing to do. I think that in your explanation, your defense of your like of pomegranates, you highlighted why I don't like them. You got to watch a movie to get into this fruit. You know what I'm saying? You got to sit down and have another activity just to eat it. I it's, want. It's good to occupy your hands. I want a grape. You know what I'm saying? Open you, the fridge, pop it in your mouth. You're done. You don't even have to. You don't have to chew if you don't want to. You need to work on your fine motor skills. Well, that's true, but I can eat a dozen, I can eat three dozen grapes without chewing one of them. Why, why would you do that? Just to prove a point. Okay. I wouldn't enjoy it at all. Right. <laughs> Just to win if you had 36, this pomegranate if you had argument? 36 completely You're going to swallow grapes 36 in grapes in order to win this pomegranate Listen, argument. Here's what we ought to do. <laughs> I'm going to swallow 36 whole grapes, and we're going to put and a camera in my stomach. It's definitely going to make you win. The argument. Put, put a camera in my stomach. Yeah. To do a uh, like a time lapse video of what happens to whole grapes in a man's stomach. Okay, so you're gonna swallow 36 grapes and a camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To the, prove this point. The camera, you could probably. Sw I bet you they got a camera you can swallow in it these days. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. I'm a GoPro. I could probably swallow a GoPro if I had to. Go but <laughs> <laughs> I, there's probably a, something half the, half the size. Surely they got this in the medical field. I know they've got sure. scopes they can put down there that right. are on a pole or something. Right. But I'm talking like a what, capsule camera. A, a camera with a one-way ticket. Yeah, and it's got a little light. Or maybe it's infrared. I don't know. Because my stomach doesn't have a light. I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm thinking of those those hex bugs that our kids used to have. And you'd like turn it on and it would like, it would vibrate and it would make it kind of walk. And you could like make uh, mazes for it. I bet you that's what it is. You just, you just I could swallow that. turn that thing on, it'll crawl right down your throat. <makes noise> crawl right out your bunghole. You know, <makes noise> you know it when it's coming to. <makes noise> you just be afraid that the battery might die. Well, you're gonna get it out. One way or another. Either way. It's coming out. Um, let's listen to another voicemail. Hi, guys. I just listened to the podcast where you talked about, I don't even, I don't even remember, but what I did remember was Link talking about the loofah situation. He talked about it for approximately 10 seconds. I think we need to dive more into that because it was really validating about how you waste so much time in the shower trying to get all the suds out of the loofah. I didn't even know. Yes. Uh, silicone loofah was a thing, and I want to know more. So yes. if that could be a wreck, that would be good. Let me know where to buy one. Let me know if it's, it's, if it's worth the money. Okay, thanks. Love you guys. Bye. I'm so glad you brought this back up. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about like my shower habits. Yeah. There's always another way to optimize something that you do every single day. And when I'm taking a shower, I do want you to know that every single day that I take a shower, every single moment I'm taking a shower, I am in complete embodiment of the shower. Like I'm not, I don't have shower thoughts, except thoughts related to me taking a shower. Like I am so in the moment when I'm taking a shower. Like I'm intensely. Your shower thoughts are literally shower thoughts. Yeah, I'm literally talking about, thinking about like, now I'm watching this part of my body. Their thoughts now about I'm showering. watching this part of my body. And now I'm doing this. And I bet you, even though I've done this for 45 years, 
I can find a way to make it even better, a better shower. You think maybe maybe you're like a you could start like a some sort of shower religion. It, it, there doesn't have to be a shower god, and you don't have to be the shower god. I mean, it's not a cult. Okay, but I'm saying that like definitely a lot of nudity involved. Think about it. Exactly, you're naked is something you do every single day, so it's mm -hmm. ritualistic. Yes, um, it involves like touching yourself. Touching yourself. Yeah, I just it feels like it has a lot of the elements that we would need to start a cult if we were going to. It's good health results, good mental health results. People got to do it every day. You got to shower. You don't have to shower every single day, but it's a modern convention. Some people say you shouldn't shower every day, and you shouldn't. Doctors, I, I saw something recently that said. Doctors are saying you shouldn't sh shower stuff that isn't dirty. Like, it's it's not good for your skin, especially if you have like sensitive or dry skin. You shouldn't just be washing everything on your body just because you're taking another shower, and I took complete offense to this. Oh, okay. So this is an interesting bit so of it was information. A it was counter to so my- So are you saying that your shower, regardless of circumstances, is the same every time? And this is a full head-to-toe wash? Yes. Yeah, see, I've already admitted that I don't always wash my legs, but I would also tell you that if I'm relatively clean and it's the kind of thing that's like, I could not shower and I would, no one would know, I still shower, but I just make sure to wash the, the parts that would be the first to stink. The stinky parts, yeah. You gotta wash your crotch, your ass, and your underarms, and you and you gotta wash your face because if you don't wash your face, you gotta in that start, order. You're gonna start getting yeah. <laughs> you're gonna start getting some acne. Wash your feet, dude. Also do that. Uh, yeah, I yes, do that. I, I yeah, I, I should probably do that. I should probably add that to the must. You're washing sandals, but I will sandals. say that it hasn't been a problem. Well, you don't know that. You're just your your nose is too far from your feet. No, I smell my shoes. I smell my shoes. Um, okay, I, 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 I accept. I also that, smell your. I shoes. accept that criticism, but what I'm saying is that, like, what are you thinking about this? You got this, the science is not on your side. I don't care. Huh? Okay, well that's. I good. didn't want to hear it because you're starting. You're starting a religion. I you forgot should, about it. Right. You got to ignore the science. Right. You start right. listening to the science, it's going to fall apart real fast. Just, just, so, just have faith in me. Yeah, there you go. I'm constantly improving my shower experience for the good of the gathering. Uh, you are welcome here. Thank you for asking. I saw an ad on TikTok for a sud scrub, a silicone scrubber. Um, Can I see what this looks like? Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's like a hexagonal hand-sized silicone rubber device, and there's like scrubbing fins in like a, a swirling circular pattern on one side and the other side's flat and you put mm. your you put your hand through a strap and then you scrub yourself with it. Did you now, get the shower hook? I did not. I did you get the face scrubber? I did not click on the TikTok ad. I saw it, I scrolled and then I found myself thinking about it the next day. And then the next day and then the next day. And I just every time I got in the shower I was like I started thinking about what if I had the silicone scrubber mm. instead of my loofah, which is like one of those like plastic netting, scrunchy looking things that you just, you squirt the, you know how it works. <laughs> you squirt the stuff on it and well, you know how it works. And you then you, you make suds and you put on, you know how it works. 
But the problem is when I'm, it's, it's kind, it's almost a, it's a good abrasion, and I've always liked that. But they say, well, you need to put it, you need to throw it away every six months, and you need to wash it in your dishwasher to get rid of the bacteria. So that's in the back of my mind. But the main thing that put me over the edge to try this thing out, and again, Sud Scrub, not a sponsor, um, was that my loofah? When I was done using this loofah, the suds are great with a loofah. The sudding factor is very high. Suds are going everywhere, all on the glass walls of my shower, to the point that when I'm done showering, I have to take the nozzle, and the last thing I have to do is I have to wash off the inside walls of my shower. How hard are you loofahing? To get, I'm just like. Hold on, how are you getting suds on the walls? I'll, I'll put it to you this way. My watch um, is always monitoring my activity, and then and so is my ring, and they both volunteer. Oh, it looks like you worked out at this time. How do you want to categorize this workout? As a shower. And my phone and my ring is not in the app. My watch think that when I shower, I'm working out. Right. Like yeah. literally. You got to call the company. You got to. We got to call Aura Ring. And Apple Health and all of them and be like, you know, y'all need to add showering to your workout. Showering. Yeah. I I, I shower with reckless abandon just so like you, I sleep. So you're saying that like you're rubbing so suds hard. Suds are going suds... everywhere and I don't want them streaking down the glass walls of my shower. So I don't squeegee it, but I do rinse it off all the way. And then on top of that, I have to take my loofah and I have to rinse it out under the water and get all the suds out because I think when the suds stay in it, it makes more of an environment for bacteria. And I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's just how I've thought about it. When it's, when it's sudsy, there's like soap scum buildup, which might make a home for something. You're like a character from like a puritan novel where there's a man who is like trying to wash his sin away every single night and they like describe the scene of him in the bath and he's like he would vigorously rub his skin like you're just like trying to get like you know what i'm saying it's like it's so i know it's obsessive it's so aggressive it, and it's so focused it's like oh gosh. Th th this is why i don't like to be on my phone this is why i i like to reduce stimuli because anything that enters my life enters my brain in a way that like it gets it gets trapped in there and it just bounces around, and I don't have any more room because I shower every day and I got I put a lot of energy into it, and I'm sitting there trying to get all the suds out of the loofah, just running water over it, squeezing, squeezing, filling it with water, squeezing three, four times every single day, and I'm getting annoyed. Yeah, it seems like a problem. And I'm like, I'm gonna try this sud scrub. That's why I use my hands. <laughs> this thing costs thirty dollars, y'all. That's absolutely ridiculous, it seems. And then I started looking at knockoff brands on like oh, the internet. You didn't even get the sud scrub. Nine dollar loofah, six dollar silicone loofah. I just read all about this though. This has got silver infused into it to keep it from antimicrobial growing antibacterial. I I got cold feet and I was like, you know what? You care so much about this, splurge a little bit. Buy the $30 thing and see what it's like. Mm -hmm. So I bought the Sud Scrub for $30, not a sponsor, and I started using it. And one thing I noticed is that not nearly as much lather oh, yeah. as with the plastic thing. So then I had to go out and I had to seek a high lather soap. 
independently. So I had to, I had to find a body wash that's really thick. What's your what was your soap of choice and what is it now? It was um I can't remember what it was before. It was something that smelled good that was at, at Target. It had a red top on it. Like an had like an elephant as the um logo. I don't know. Can't remember. But the new thing that I got is and this makes me a little uncomfortable. Good. It's a body wash called thick. <laughs> and the biggest word on the I mean the biggest word on the 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 tube is thick. It's from Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon thick. Because thick body wash makes more suds. Yes. It stays on the the sud scrub longer and allows it to sud more. Now I had to learn a few things. First of all, there's a little hole in the middle of the sud scrub that invites a big dollop of body wash. Don't put it there. Don't put it there. Because it won't it won't get scrambled. The instructions up. say put it all lather it all over in the fins. Yeah. And I I have good results with that, but I wet my body, I have to turn my water off completely. If you want a really good sud with the silicone scrub, you gotta turn your water off completely. You gotta use a thick body wash. So there's a moment every day in your bathroom where you turn the water off and you're standing in a, just a waterless shower and you're scrubbing so aggressively that there's like suds. Go- it's, like a, it's like a cartoon scene. <laughs> like going on. Like yeah. I can only imagine like when your wife, I'm sure she doesn't walk in when you're doing that. She tries not to. Tries not to. <laughs> She'd rather see me shit, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be easier to take. Uh, but like you, I know you can probably hear it throughout the house. Like, grunting. Like what is happening up there? Grunting, reaching. He, I mean, it's kind of a stretch routine. Is he okay? To get everywhere. <laughs> uh, the results are good, and um, yeah, every, everything's nice. I like it. I wish it had a little more suds than it actually does, but there's no soap throw. I no longer have to. Oh, you hose. got rid of the so, so thick. It's not yet. Yeah, it's not as it's not thick enough to throw suds well, against the wall. Well, you should contact Thick and make sure they add that to their advertising campaign. No matter how aggressively you scrub with our soap, it won't get on the walls of your shower. <laughs> it's too thick. It's too thick. It's too heavy. I'm a little bit. Of, I'm a little bit. And I don't have to uh, rinse the sud scrub nearly and that's, as, that as seems, much. That seems to be worth so it. So I feel like I have shaved at least forty-five seconds off of my Every shower. Every second counts, man. At least forty-five seconds. That's pretty good, right? Um, that's almost one. Well, how long is my shower usually? 13 minutes? Well, as long as you're a quickie sex. <laughs> <laughs> Not to bring that up. Uh, I'm a so, little jealous I, of so the I, thick soap, though, I because I, I, um, I have to use, because of the sensitivity of my skin, I have to use a bar soap that mm-hmm. is a brand that I don't even know what it is. Like, you can't have anything in it that soap usually does. So it's just like just a bar of white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> it's the kind of thing you'd like put in your fridge to collect odors. Okay. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it just feels, I don't know what it is. Sunset, does it lather? It lathers, uh, it does lather as a soap should, but A, bar soap, so you're already a little bit, you know, you're gonna fall behind in the lather department. 
Not and necessarily. Be, and and because it doesn't have some additives that would make it super soapy, mm-hmm. that would make right. it potentially, you know, mess up sensitive skin. It's definitely like if you had if you went from thick to what I'm using, you would be it would be a lot of trouble for you. You would not I don't know how well you would adjust. Not gonna happen. But it is remarkable for not causing me to break out. So not gonna happen. I wonder if I could take that uh the sud scrub and just rub it onto the bar soap. I don't know. I understand. I understand the principle, but I don't find myself experiencing a felt need for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, if if I go if I go to like an Airbnb and they or a hotel, not an Airbnb, a hotel that's got like a fancy hotel where there's like a fresh loofah. Oh. I'll use it because I'm like, oh, this is uh, I think people use these. Let me see what this is well, about. It, I mean, it it, it exfoliates Eights, exfolio eights, <laughs> and it keeps like if you get like bumps, like I like on my shoulders and my back, like I'll you know if I don't really give attention, that's why I scrub so damn hard. Honestly, is because I'm I'm making sure that like on my shoulders and my mid back, I don't get bumps. I mean, I would get an occasional an occasional back zit. Now it's not a regular occurrence, but. And, it does you, happen. But you have like the red dots on your That's not has nothing to do with that's a skin. That's called uh it's not, it's not acne. It's a well, I know it's not acne. It's a hair follicle problem. And But this, I think that the scrub will help that. Uh well this soap helps it significantly. Like it, when I use a regular soap. I think the silicone scrub, scrubber it. will help with it. You need one. I you think I'm using sandpaper. Oh, it's soft. It's it's soft silicone. You just I, mean, I might try one. When you upgrade, when you upgrade, give me yours. Just get one, man. Splurge. $30? Splurge on yourself. Just splurge on yourself. $30 on, yourself, on something that I'm going to rub on myself every day. There you go. You're, you're worth it, man. Um, It'll help with your, um, your rosacea. I'm open to it. Whatever it's called. The thing, I don't know. I have a, I think I have a, a subconscious resistance to anything that, oh, if I start doing this at my home, then I'm going to have to have it with me when I travel. <laughs> I think I, there's a sub, and I'm just like, I'm like, I got it. The one thing, the most self, self-pressed thing that I do is I take that soap, that bar of soap in a plastic covered thing. That's the most self-pressed thing that I do. It's like I got a bar of soap that I carry around in this thing that I put into a hotel and open up. You deny yourself the creature comforts just so you don't need them. And it's, I mean, the only person that, Loses is you, but also me, because then you turn it around on me as like a judgment. Like whenever I was pulling out all the stuff in my bag, you were judging me, man. Yeah, talking about because I was be- I was being I-, I I you know I don't like to necessarily. I'm glad you brought this up. My lip balm, the whole lip balm thing. I'm just like I'm not accepting that. As it, as this is an entertainment podcast, uh, well, typically, I mean, that's the goal is to be entertaining. Uh, and usually my, the main thing that I'm trying to do on this podcast is just create a fun conversation. Okay. So my understanding when you break out your fanny pack 
on is that you kind of know it's a little bit funny and ridiculous, and you I do. Wa- and you want me to point it out. I do. But apparently, some people. But see, then I want to hold it against you. And some people see that as <laughs> me just always criticizing things that you do. And so next right. time you break out something, I'm going to be like, "Hey, man, that's a really good because because I think this will be even more entertaining." <laughs> if you you break out something instead of busting your balls, I'm going to be like, "I got it right here." Oh, hey, how's What's your fanny your... pack going? I'm really I really wish I had one. I still got my almonds. Is I it, have not. Isn't eaten that these entertaining? <laughs> Are these almonds any good anymore? Yeah, it's not. It's not as entertaining. Yeah, I want you to bust my balls, but then I'm going to hold it against you. Okay. Period. I mean, uh, I'm not going to let your entertaining criticism of my lip balm keep me from using lip balm. Well, because I, my lips are better because of it. Here's what I'll say. And you need a loofah. And you need, you need to treat yourself. But the thing is, is, deserve- is that I'm actually not... Like, I'm not... I, I genuinely believe that if I were to take all that from you, you would suffer... But me not having it, I'm actually, I'm not, you don't need to worry about me. I'm not suffering. When I do those things, I'm like, oh, I can see how somebody would be into this. But when I don't have them, I don't find myself, if I was suffering, I would be, I get up every single morning and do a really annoying series of stretches for like 20 minutes every single day for the past decade. What's an annoying stretch look like? Just, Honey, I mean, did you take out the trash? Ugh. Here's the like, thing. No matter what you have to do that day, no matter where you have to go, okay. no matter what your schedule is, having to get up and do 20 minutes of stretching, it is annoying. But the reason I do it is if I don't do it, I won't be comfortable. Okay. I am actually into comfort. All right. But All I don't right. find not having a fanny pack an uncomfortable state of being. Okay. Um, but next time you br- you break out something that's a little bit funny for the purpose of a funny bit that we'll do on this entertainment podcast, I'm just going to stop and I'm just going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to be supportive because (laughs) I don't want this to be a funny podcast. I want this to just be two friends supporting each other (laughs) because I think that maybe that will be, that will please some people. Uh, Yeah, let's, let's try that. Let's try that. Let's just, it's just two guys encouraging one another because that really sells. (laughs) I don't, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, I think I feel good about it. Okay. Hey, man, you're looking great today. Thank you. I love your gray shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just two guys sitting I accept around. accept that. Two guys just sitting around complimenting each other and encouraging them in all the choices that they make. Because, give me something, give me something. Um, we have another voicemail. Oh, yeah. Hey, what about, what about... <laughs> Saying something encouraging to me, because if you don't say it, That's a, I'll be mad. That and I'll be a, sad, and then all the people who are worried about me will spend a lot of time worrying about me. Um, if you don't encourage me, then people are like, "Oh, what's? Why is he like? Why does he encourage him?" This is funny. Does he not love? You're him? funny. You the way you're tapping into irony for humor. I think is he's funny. I just think he's so insecure that he has to make fun of other people because he's insecure about himself. Ah, oh, you got me. <laughs> you nailed it. Sounds like you're reading more comments than me. Sometimes I make a mistake and, and read. I'm just saying, sometimes I um, do. Okay. All right, great ideas. Great great humor in oh, that Oh, thank moment. you for that. Great humor there. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, let, I, let's get this follow-up to the sports conversation. 
Hey guys, I was just listening to the most recent podcast where you guys were talking about what is more of a primal experience than being really engaged in screaming in a sporting event. And I have to say, I think metal concerts are the way to go if you're wanting to experience that in a non-sporting event because people really just like let themselves go and it's someone that's not really into metal, but I recently went to my first metal concert. It was a really fun experience to see people, like you said, get in that like primal state Mm. and really just let loose and have fun. It's super entertaining and it's definitely a safe place to kind of go a little wild. This makes sense to me. I've actually observed interesting some, uh, I feel like the people that I've known personally who have been really into metal and even people who've played metal yeah, tend to be some of the like most calm and well-adjusted people. And then when I like see them do their thing and they're, they look like they're possessed by a demon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. But then it's like they get it all out. And so, you know, there was all whole satanic panic thing and all these parents are like, all oh, these kids are like listening to this dark music yeah. and it's going to make them bad all the time. But I think that for a lot of kids, it's like, yeah, I get to go and I get to do something physical with like, and like I listen, I'm not a mosh guy. I mean, that, that whole, the whole idea is, yeah, I don't like to be, I don't want to be hit in the face. I don't want that. Well, it's interesting that, but I get, I get it. I get the she release. She described it as a safe space. And she was until you get being introduced into backhanded it. into the teeth. Well, I think it's that no one there is like m- murderously demonic. They're all there to enjoy the music, but maybe they, some of them. They so I she mean, was describing like a very very small percentage. A, a scenario where everybody is on the same page, which is it's just a cathartic release of energy. Yeah. Even, I guess, aggressive energy. Well, just think about it. That... When the right kind of song comes on, just like... I mean, it reminds me of when we would... Hotbox is not the right word, because that involves smoke, and there was no smoke or smoking involved in when we would... We'd close all the windows to the Dodge Intrepid or whatever car it was. Yeah, we would. We would turn up the heat... Especially to, when to there max. was four or five people in the car. During the peak of summer in North Carolina. So yeah. was, we're talking like it's 90 degrees outside while it's dark. Turn the heat all the way up. Play really intense music and like head Thrash. And for like 30 minutes all the way to Raleigh. We would get out of, we'd get out of the car yeah. to the, go into the movie and we'd be a sweaty mess. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, where are these guys been? Like we would get so sweaty. Like, like sauna. Like if you went into a sauna and just thrashed and headbanged, it was like hot yoga. That's what that, we, that's that's the LA equivalent. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. We invented hot yoga. Yeah, hot car yoga. There was no yoga though. It was metal music. <laughs> uh, boy, those were the days, and you feel like uh, you feel alive. You feel alive after that. Well, because when you got out of the car, even though it was it still might be ninety degrees outside, it then it so felt cool. cool. Yeah. It felt cool. It felt so cool to walk out to the And we felt cool. Here. It was the only way to make North Carolina in July feel cool. Right. Was the hot box. Basically. We, we, in your I'm car. surprised we never had a name for it. If we would have actually named it something, we would have probably done it even more often. 
We'd probably still be doing it. Probably still be doing it. Sweat car. Uh, <laughs> car sweats. Car sauna. Sauna hot, car. Hot vehicle. Hot, but what, hot you vehicle. Gotta, you got to get the. It's got heavy, heavy. Heavy sauna car. Heavy sauna car? <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. Um, yeah, I, I, this is, this totally makes sense to me though. Yeah. Um, you get, you get, maybe, and listen, I assume there are people who don't, like, they don't have it. They don't have something primal that has to get out and a scream that has to get out every once in a while. I guess it is sort of personality based, but. But even if you're like stretching of a morning, like you do, like if you're just like, if you're just like, oh, you know, your body just tells you this is stretch. And then if you just let out a guest just let it, well, let it, just let whatever's in there out vocally. Oh, yeah. It feels good. Where am I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> am I inside or outside? Oh, man. Hopefully you're like about to jump in a mountain stream or something, you know? I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start having a just a. Are you gonna add this to the to the things you do? A vocalization, yeah. Hey, I think that is a great idea. I can't wait. To, I would love to be there when you do it. But you, you need to vocalize when you're stretching. I would really, you know what, Link? That idea to be really loud. Fill your lungs and just empty it. That that idea to be louder than you already are with your scrubbing is a really great idea. <laughs> and as your best friend, I just want to say. You come up with so many great ideas, and all the little choices that you make in your life are really perfect for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, thank like, you, man. and it's just thank like you. every little weird thing. No, no, every little cool thing that you do. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me like you more. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank and you so, for saying that. Like, so if you if, if maybe you what you could do is you can invite me over when you're getting ready to make some primal noises. <laughs> And I'll just sit and watch you and clap, <laughs> clap for you. <laughs> and, uh, but if you don't yeah. want to f call me, if you want it to be your private time, you could just film yourself and send it to me. That would be cool. I'd like to see that. You're that interested in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you send me these little pictures and hearing little, about it wasn't little even enough. videos of you stretching, making noises, maybe even some of you scrubbing yourself. And I'll just look at it on my phone and I'll just clap. Oh. I'll, cl I'll clap for you. I mean, there's been times in therapy where I've, and uh, he'll be like breathing, and then when you breathe that, oh, you got you doing that kind of breathing? I've done that in therapy. I, I just sat there and like, if I feel like real voluntarily, nervous, or did they you we were asked to? He guided me to do it. Oh, okay. He called it voo breathing, and then we're sitting there and it's just like, have you have you ever done that? A voo breathe? Yeah, Va variation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it rattles your cavities, mm -hmm. and it. It hmm. settles you. Like if you have like butterflies in your stomach and you just breathe in compassion and you breathe out judgment and you're like, oh. voo, voo, oh. you, know, you feel like it. feel like it. I mean, that's animalistic. Yeah. It's a release. It's, it's all a safe release. You just have to excrete it. Do you have to spray compassion in the air first? Before you breathe it in, or is it just already in the air? Like it's a component of the air. Like it's some oxygen, some nitrogen, some hydrogen, and a little bit of compassion. And if you just breathe good, yeah, enough, you'll a, get it. <laughs> I know. I believe it's in, a concept. I, I believe in the breathing exercises. I fully support those. 
<laughs> I'm just busting your balls, man. But it's not funny, and no one likes it. It's not entertaining, so I'll stop doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, whether I'm just it's... just insecure, man. I listen. I'm just insecure. Whatever it is. I'm, I'm kind of jealous that you're breathing that hard with your therapy appointments. I We breathe at the end of pretty much every therapy appointment. I know my therapy appointment is coming to an end when he says, shall we breathe together? Oh, I know. The thing is, oh. uh, I know my therapist <laughs> would be very, if I were to say, hey, uh, let's do some breathing. He'd be like, oh, I've been waiting for you to, like, I know he's a breather. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's, a, he's a very breathy yeah, guy. He, he doesn't, he knows that you're not. Uh, you're not much into no, breathing. No, that's not true. He knows I'm like, I've been in LA for a decade. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, and I. He's and, waiting for you to bring it up. And I, no, no, I'm just saying it hasn't been a part of it. It's a nice way to end a therapy session where it's like, I mean, so much of my therapy is just a, it's about self judgment. So much of it. <clears throat> so it's nice to enter a meditative state of acceptance. Period. I mean. And so it's just like a nice, it's a nice um, liminal space before going out back into mm. the rest of mm -hmm. life. A little reset. Yeah. And it also makes me feel like, oh, we're done. Probably makes you sleep better. I did it. Too. I did it. Uh, speaking of heavy metal, I uh, this ties in nicely to... Uh, Yes. A news item. I read this like too. To explore. Now, you may have heard, uh, I don't think we talked about it on this podcast. I think we did, yeah. Did we? Um, like this this whole year, oh yeah, we talked about it when we talked about the fact that we saw orcas while we were diving. But this year, I think mostly, if not exclusively off the coast of Portugal, orcas, killer whales, yeah. have been attacking boats. And they've been doing this it is a sudden, stark increase, a obviously coordinated attack. Like, first of all, we have no idea. We have no idea how intelligent these animals are, first of all, right? Their brains are larger than ours. Uh, I think we will be, one day, when we are able to tap in, we will be blown away with the level of intelligence. A different, a different kind of intelligence. Right, they don't wear pants. But there's definitely a... <laughs> In some ways, probably in type, certain types of intelligence, probably more intelligent. But set that aside for a moment. They have an ability to speak to one another in a relatively complex language. Sure. That they can coordinate things, right? And so the theory. Go for the rudder! Has been that. <laughs> Incapacitate this, the human vessel! That's exactly how they sound, too. This one, I think her, her name was White Gladys. Yeah. Uh, the theory is that White Gladys was disgruntled. Maybe she was hit by a ship or something like that, or a boat. And then she started doing this. And Revenge. It either just caught on. Like, I li I, like White Gladys is a natural leader, so whatever White Gladys does, they do. But it has, like, caught on regionally. And they've been attacking boats, so much so that people in this area are trying to come up with ways to combat it. And one of them is playing heavy metal music underwater. Yes. And these, so these sailors created a playlist called Metal for Orcas. I'm going to read some of the titles here. It's 37 minutes. I guess you got 37 minutes to, like, get rid of the um, orcas. Fatal Invocation is the opener. And then followed by The Blood of Power. 
by Dying Fetus, which is quite a pleasant name for a band. Yep. Exceptionally Sadistic is track three. Infinite Terror, then Stretched and Devoured. No orca wants to be stretched and devoured. But going back to what we were just talking about a moment ago, this listening to this playlist really may just, you could release all your aggression. It might foment the orca's aggression. I mean, dead but still alive, martyr. No half measures from ingested. You're in a band? Yeah, ingested. Well, you might be surprised to know. According to this Business Insider article, during an encounter one day in November, Rush, I guess is the sailor, and his crew tried out the musical trick on a gang of orcas. Okay. But the d determined dolphins, the dolphins, I guess technically, I don't know. The determined dolphins succeeded anyway, striking the boat's rudders and disabling its steering. So that's what they've been doing. They've been going for the rudder because they know if they knock the rudder off, then they can't keep doing their thing. Mm -hmm. But I just, it didn't help in this one scenario. This is anecdotal. This is one thing. But might have made it worse. If the, if the heavy metal, if the thing you don't like is emitting a sound you don't like, and you already have been doing something to this thing that you don't like. Right. Now you're just giving it more reason to not like it. I that, think that adds up. I'm understanding why this is not working. And can you imagine what is, first of all, one of the things that has, uh, I know, I can't remember, somebody smart was talking to me about this, I don't know who it was, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially, the level of noise pollution that is in the ocean because of all the stuff that we are doing, and all these giant ships and stuff. Uh, it's pretty annoying. You know, these, for the these, these whales are going for millions of years, just there's no other sounds. I mean, there's the sounds of the ocean, but they're doing their thing and speaking to each other. Yeah. And now all of a sudden there's these sounds going, it's like, oh, wow, this freighter's going by, like none of our, we can't talk to each other. You know, this is a problem. These mm. things, whatever they are that showed up here in the last couple thousand years, they're really causing a lot of problems out in the ocean. And, and, uh, Maybe they're finally like, okay, well, what are we going to do about it, guys? I think the long-term play here might be that they really get into heavy metal music. That would be. And then when they like, finally are able to speak to right, us, they say, we love dying fetus. Right. They're like very. Like, oh, what is it? They like, and everybody misinterprets demented. it. Like, they love, oh, they love dying fetus. Oh, gosh. These they're orcas, horrible. These orcas are, <laughs> they just, they want all the fetuses to just, die. Just the band. <laughs> They're really pro-abortion. I really like abdominal putridity. No, it's just a metal band. It's just a metal band, guys. That's what they'll say. Yeah. I mean, there is another band. We'll be ready. When those, when those whales start talking, we'll be ready. Is it, there's a totally different band called Aborted. It's like, what? what yeah. They try to come up with something that's like very divisive and death-related. And oh yeah, that's our sweet spot. You want you want a little darkness. You well, want you know, darkness to what should we name our band? I was thinking aborted. Well, there's already a dying fetus. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, what yeah. are these conversations like? And yeah. and if, probably what you just did. If, if but but again, these are the nicest people you've ever met. Is that what you're saying? I think. Uh, well, again, I'm not speaking for the aborted or a dying fetus. I would like to go deeper uh, in the psychology I'm not of for them of metal 
band names. Well, here, okay. Like, here, if I just click on extreme metal and just read sepulchre, sepulchral curse, you know, carnation, cursed, minus morgul. Okay, I like that one. Well, here's the thing about, like, the satanic panic from the 80s, right? Undead. So, did you have a whole bunch of people... And they're doing it again now, like Dead Space, like Lil Nas, you know, and like Doja Cat are right. kind of doing the same thing, where it's just like they do these things that kind of lean into the Satanic Panic because they, because yeah. it's like it's it gets the clicks. Man. Here's what Devangelic. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is that kneel before death. Um, I th let me see if I can continue to try to gather my thought here. Um, they are doing these. There, there's most of the people involved in it. Like for instance, like the whole the, the Church of Satan is these they, people don't they don't believe in Satan, like they it's a it's a because in order to believe in Satan you have to believe in the Christian framework in order to get Satan. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not like I, when I was a kid and they were telling me there's Satan worshippers. I was like I remember thinking one time I was like, well Satan is a concept that it was invented by like you know like. Christian doctrine, right? Uh, uh, and uh, he's like, everyone knows that he's like the loser ultimately. So why are we all, why are we all on the losers team when we know that he's like the bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. But that was, it's not happening. Like those people are taking, it's like a religious liberty movement. And so they use the, basically this icon <laughs> from, you know, from Christian doctrine in order to identify themselves as an example of religious liberty. That's what the whole point of the movement is. However, if you are the kind of person, because there are some people out there who are like, I'm gonna try to move towards the most, the darkest thing possible, mm -hmm. and may actually like believe that they're worshiping some entity called Satan, they're probably gonna listen to this kind of music as well. So you're going to get the, because this is like the darkest available music. So you're going to get those people. But I'm just saying that the, the, uh, the mass, the, the, the vast majority of those people are just like, this is just a fun thing to listen to, to kind of get some aggression out as a theory, at least. Hmm. Okay. I'm not willing to like actually listen to this stuff. It's just, I, it's just, I don't think it's for me. You're a little bit scared? I'm a little bit scared. I think you should play it while you shower. I'm a little scared of nameless <laughs> mist. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would actually complete the full picture for me, not to give you advice or to try to critique your technique, because I wouldn't do that because I'm your best friend and I only encourage you in all your choices. But just, I would say maybe take it under advisement. Next time you're in shower mode, shower goes off, scrubbing starts, Blast some dying fetus in a... You don't even have to have a waterproof speaker because the water's off at that point. Some disguised malignants, perhaps? And uh, just see how it feels. I mean, think about how much more you can exfoliate to dying fetus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you might rip a whole layer of skin off, but you won't get back zits. Josh probably has a really great um, metal playlist for you all. Yeah, yeah. Josh is... Yeah, for showering. That's where, that's where he mm -hmm. goes. He goes... Yeah. And I've been to a, a, a few metal concerts. They they are fun. They are fun. Are but you are you on the outskirts of the thrashing? Uh, usually yes, because I've I've only gone to like small metal shows like a, around L.A. Like it's not like a full fledged concert, but 
Oh, um, that I mean, sounds awkward. Punk shows can be just as aggressive as metal shows as far mm-hmm. as like mosh yeah. pits go. But typically, right. um, I've I've been in mosh pits before, and typically they're very um, civil, and they're always nice to me. But if you all tried to get in them, you'd be targets because you're so tall. Oh, but, and don't even get me started with ska. I mean, who wants to <laughs> who wants to bring a trombone into that mix? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ska bands, man. That was a that that and all the that trend kind of died because you got to you carry that brass section around and too too much overhead. They can be difficult to deal with those brass players. You got a wreck, baby wreck, baby one, two, uh, three, four. I uh, I recommended Dan McClellan before his TikTok channel. And he's a uh, biblical scholar who makes. Uh, actually very entertaining content because of just the way he breaks things down um and but he has a podcast now so if you're the kind of person who was into that wreck when i made it about uh his tiktok channel uh you should check out his podcast data over dogma he does it with a friend dan another dan okay and uh they basically, it's, it's essentially more of like a deeper dive and they have experts on talking about different uh, particular issues. Again, it's very like Bible geek stuff, which is a niche that I am in. If you're also in that- Proceed will, with caution. You will really like, you will really like it if you like his, uh, uh, his TikToks. I wonder if they eat the noodles when they're together. Dan Dan. Dan Dan, okay. Two Dans. I was like, okay. Dan Dan Noodle. That was good. Right? That was was, was a really good joke, best friend. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't require any explanation. (laughs) I just had to think about it for a while. Didn't be told what it was. There you go. There you go. All right. Hey, we like getting your voicemails, uh, especially when you're setting us straight. So give us another call. 1-888-EARPOD1. Or use hashtag EarBiscuits. We'll talk at you next week. Hey, Rhett and Link. This is Tivery from Fort Collins, Colorado. I've called before. I love your podcast. I'm listening to your newest one, and I just want to let you know from, uh, for mountain time, that means we're on our own clock. So, yes, mountain time is a time zone, but mountain time is kind of slang for we just kind of go with it. Love ya.